Hello, and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we're the Sherman Sisters. This week, we watched A Serious Man, starring Michael Stuhlbarg. Not to be confused with A Single Man, starring Colin Firth. Yeah. That came out at the same time. Well... You know, they're not all that similar. They're just movies that came out in 2009 out with I, identical names about and both set in the college 60s. professors in the 60s. Yeah, nothing um, big. You know, it's fine. Oh my god. It's both of them going through the loss of a partner. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Anyway. And very interesting parallels, but other than that, really not that similar. Yeah. Certainly not tonally. Not tonally. Um... But before we talk about this film, which I greatly enjoyed, mm-hmm. my first time seeing it, uh, let's sync up. Yeah. This is our custom. Please. What have you been up to, bitch? Thank you for asking. Um, man, like, not all that much, but in, like, a good way. Yeah. Uh, You're in, like, a resting era. I'm recharging. Love that. Um, yeah, Craig and I watched uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. We, like, made a date of it to watch it on Friday night. Incredible. And because, there's a crossover from yeah. this film and that one. Yeah. Well, I, um, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, as you know, I'm going to St. Paul this yes. weekend to see Broken Social Scene. Mm-hmm. So um, if I see you there and you want an ass kicking, yeah. you know, let me know. I don't know how many of our uh, listener <laughs> live in the St. Paul area. Yeah. Live in the, the Twin Cities. And are fans of, you know, midlife crisis music. Um, if they're fans of us, they probably They are. might be. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so, like, that had, obviously, Minnesota on the brain, so yeah. we watched Drop Dead Gorgeous. Man, it's just... <laughs> for my money? For my the money. The funniest movie ever made. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you. Have we ever done it for the so pod? It's just so good. <gasps> it is a period piece. It is very technically by the skin of its teeth One a period thing piece. One thing I'll tell you is that, like... I'm obviously not going to defend the kindness of the movie. No. Um, I just think it's funny. It really is. And it's given me... It's kind of like 30 Rock in that there are phrases from it that I say at least once a week. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, most smartest. Mm-hmm. Or, um... Catch us in your mouth, I'll give you a present. Yes, we love to say that one. I feel like there's something... Oh, um, uh, no, Loretta called. There's, there's been, been an off fire. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's just, I, I, it's like a part of the family. It really is. And what's, it, it is crazy to me that I married a dude who loves it. He already loved it before you yeah. met him. And it was like through his big sister. Oh, that's so, yeah. big sisters are important They're sometimes. They're so important. Um, I, I yeah, I, that was one of those that I grabbed at, uh, Blockbuster sight unseen. I didn't know anything about it. Wow. But the cover, I was like, this looks loud and fun and like something that I want to enjoy. And I like was like, this is my new personality. And then I introduced it to like y'all and we had Ashley and Khan watch it one time and they were like, oh my God, I shouldn't laugh. But this is really funny. It's a very funny movie. It's like um, Bernie, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like we all became obsessed with it at the same time. Yes. Yeah. And it's sort of like very regionally specific. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's sort of what makes it very, very funny. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to... I've I've realized um, 
I've danced with kings and I've seen some things. <laughs> but that the a woman Midwest ain't isn't one of them. <laughs> to see. I've been to paradise, but I've never been to the American Midwest. Right, neither have I. Isn't that crazy? A I had huge... a layover when I was a child in Michigan. I don't think we in left Detroit. the airport. We didn't. We stayed, we stayed in an airport hotel. Yeah. And that was it. Um, I, yeah, I've never, like, when I tell people I've never been to Chicago, I'm like, that's insane. It's that, weird. like, because I was like, when we were in. France. We were in this like little tiny town that's probably like an hour and a half away from Bordeaux. <clears throat> and I was like, I bet you every person in this town has been to at least every major city in France. And then like probably a lot of the ones in Spain as well. You think you know? so? Yeah. Because their rail system. Their rail system is so great. It's just like very easy yeah. to kind of zip here and there. Um, <clears throat> and like even this, the, the, there were two little bitty towns that we like had dinner in and I'm like they had train stations that would like connect you to mm-hmm. the arteries to get you where you wanted to go and I'm like man I would love love if this country adopted trains I would too because I'm like how is it possible that I've just never been to Chicago I, well and there's just like so many pretty parts yeah. of the country too it would be like pretty sick to do a lot of that by rail yeah totally and to kind of like get to see all the scenery along the way because mm-hmm. there's a bunch of like little microclimates all over the country yeah, yeah. you know honestly if you like look at doing those like cross-country amtrak things yeah expensive it is yeah um we have a friend that i, I saw her doing that very thing on instagram like this last summer maggie mm-hmm. and it looked gorgeous but i guess they took like a, a long time like a week or two off yeah. to be able to do it or maybe they just took it one way and then flew home but regardless it's like it's a big country it's very time consuming it is a very big country yeah sometimes I think about it I'm like okay yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. a lot to really wrap your head around it really is yeah and trying to administrate all of that I'm <laughs> glad that that wouldn't be me <laughs> glad that's other people's passion because I don't yeah. I don't I would just say I'm going to disentangle this. Yeah, uh, I like I'm, to sort of sit at my computer and just sort of sigh at Slack messages. Yeah. That, I think, is the speed that's going to work for me. Yeah, for sure. seeing yeah. the well-being <clears throat> of 350 million. million people. Right. Yeah. Not my pash. No. <laughs> Not my pash either. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously, we went to the pash. Woods. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> I said pash for fash recently, and I was like, oh. That's really good. It's good, but I need oh, to. Tr- I need someone to trust that I mean, like, fashion. right, right. Which I would hope, yeah, people would trust that about me. Totally. But, um, anyway, it's fun to say. Yeah, definitely. Give it a go. Um, went to the woodlands. Yeah, we did. Uh huh. That was um, a trip. Boy, we had a time. We had a time. It was fun. Yeah. Our mom's friend left a liter. I've never seen a bottle of wine this size. A liter-sized bottle of a very nice wine that my mom and her friends are all crazy about. And we split that, and we had variety of corn snacks. Yeah. I don't... uh, I am currently adhering to a a booze-only-out-of-town policy, which is, like, working for me pretty well. Yeah, I think that's fair. I like it. Um, So it was nice that, like... So it feels like... 
you know, I might have a drink uh, yeah. quarterly. It's yeah. nice when they're like really, really nice. I think that's know? the vibe too. Like yeah. if you're not really drinking anywhere except on vacation, then it's like, sure, I'll sure. get a top shelf thing. Because if I'm, if I'm only drinking occasionally, it should be good. It should be good. You know? Yeah. So that was fantastic. We watched My Big Fat Greek Wedding. What a fun film. It's just great. I love it. Andrea we hit, Martin. We hit the ball. Boy, did we hit the mall. We, <laughs> they didn't see us coming. Uh-huh. We actually only hit, like, Anthro, Barnes & Noble. Like, very Tony pocket of the mall. <laughs> and then a little bit of the, the food court. Yeah. Wow. It was such a, such a trip to be back, though. It does feel Welcome Ill- back. illegal that the Woodlands has kept going. It does. It was supposed to shudder when we left. You guys are supposed to sort of wind this down. Mm-hmm. Project over. <laughs> Thank you for your work. Amazing work, guys. I think we really did something special here. They, like, sort of addressed the parking situation a little bit better than they had. Um, okay. Although we still had to park at the movie I would, theater. To that, I would say one step forward, two steps back. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm glad you brought it up, because I do <laughs> want to talk about parking equity yeah. <laughs> at the Woodlands Mall. The number of valet spots. The valet spots have taken over, I would say, conservatively 25, if not 30% of the available parking at this mall. Well, certainly in the part that you want to to park at. Barnes and Noble? Yeah. It's all on that. I wonder if there's valet issues like that when you go over to, like, Macy's or Dillard's. It seems like nobody's ever over there. So Mm -hmm. it's like, why we didn't just go park in the Dillard's parking lot and hoof it? I don't know. Nobody is ever going Nobody to Dillard's. Nobody wants to be seen parking at JCPenney. Are you kidding me? Like, do we have a, still have a JCPenney there? We. Is that even my mall anymore? Well, but I, we still I are think there is still a JCPenney, huh? Um, wow. Well, there, is there a Sears or is that long gone? I can't remember if it's Sears or JCPenney that's still there, but I think it's Penny's. Because didn't Sears go out of the business, like, nationwide? Or am I making that up? I don't think Sears. Is Sears out of business? I'm not positive, but don't quote me on that. But there was a Sears um, over at, uh, Hi- or not Highland Mall, um, over by that HEB right across 35 from here. Um, the one that all the UT kids go to. You know what I mean? Um, there was a Sears in that in that. Oh, parking. yeah. No, I know. I pass it <clears throat> going to the gym. And it's no longer there, so. Huh. Huh. Well, Sears.com still exists. Yeah. I um, think maybe they closed their stores. There's an appliance repair, but it looks like it's saying it's in the Hancock Center, in which case, I don't think so. Yeah, it's not anymore. It's not there anymore. Yeah, you might be right. Um, they, I think they still have, like, Sears repair and stuff, but I think that... Um, wow. Yeah. They had, let's see, they shuttered the remaining 15 Sears Auto Centers in the United States as of January of this year. Um, But I don't know if they've closed all of the stores. Certainly a lot of them. Um, Oh, as of 2021, the the company's website listed 35 Sears stores. 35. Can you believe this? No. You know what's wild is our great-grandmother, Granny George, worked at Sears as, like, a retail employee and had a pension. Huh. She worked, like, part-time, and she had a retirement account with them. I mean, department stores used to be, like, they it, were, yeah, you know? Yeah, they would take pretty good care of you. Yeah. I remember going to the Sears in the Woodlands Mall in the 90s and, like, seeing the people work the little, like, credit card slip thing. Do you remember that? Where yes. Where they had, like, yes. carbon paper? Yeah. Like, I vividly remember this. And then just being like, man, wow, that's cool. Granny George did this. 
wow, you know, like impressed with her. Yeah. But man, that is, we had one of those at Anthro and we'd have to use it if a card was like declined or suspected of fraud or something. Even if we got it to go through, we had to like. But what does that do? I don't know. I guess it was like a CYA move or something. No, but like, what is the actual function of those things? Like oh, how to do capture the credit card information. Is it just contact paper? Mm-hmm. It's like carbon paper, and you like swipe the thing, and it like kind of makes an impression. Like if you were doing a pencil drawing okay. over a, over a um, coin or uh-huh. something, like a rubbing. It's basically that, but to get a credit card huh. number. Okay. Yeah. Very Weird. cool. I know. Weird. Anyways, how do we get to Sears? I don't know. Who, who can ever know such a thing? The Mall. We were talking about the Woodlands Mall. Uh, yeah, so that was fun. And then um, did Boo Buddies on Sunday. I love that. It's Secret Santa, but for Halloween. It for, was great. Especially for friends who are very into Halloween. We're like, yeah. You got to we painted purchase a gift for such a person. Yes. And it was at her new place, too, which yeah. is awesome. Oh, oh, I didn't know she moved. Yes. Um, painted some pumpkins. I got pretty well into doing, um, like a Frankenstein, but with big old boobies. Nice. Um, but then I got tired and left the pumpkin there. So (laughs) some friend. I provided the idea. So it's like, this is a V1 now doll. What happens next is up to you. (laughs) The rest is still unwritten. I think she'll probably end up doing something with it if I don't. Certainly. Um, anyway, that's what I've been up to. Life's been fun. Hey, that's great. That's all I can say. Um, I have done much. So in the last episode, we talked about Oscar Wilde. I was like, maybe I'll listen to that 34-hour biography of him from the library. And I did it. And I made it your problem and Parker's. That's fine. In like eight or nine days, I blew through this thing. So I was listening to three or four hours of it every single day. (laughs) And I was like, definitely need to know more. Huh. Um, yeah, it was really sad. It was a really sad ending, honestly, as we know, from that book or from that movie. And then um, I went to two concerts. Okay, we see Florence y la Machina mm-hmm. on Tuesday last week. And, and then we saw Gorillas on Friday. <laughs> and boy, when I tell you, <laughs> my little treats hit right as the show Ooh, started. Oh, girl. And I was sitting, I was sat, just giggling. Man. Just laughing my ass off. And Parker was like, are you having fun? I was like, buddy, am I having fun? <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, I think, the way that that show is meant to be experienced. Yeah. You know. He's actually incorrect for not. I agree. But yeah. thank God that he was, um had his wits about him because walking back across 35 to our car and we parked in like right by a cemetery i was like girl because it's like i can be having a good time Uh on a treat but if it turns to something scary a graveyard yeah psychically very heavy to bear yes but also literally just like trying to cross 35 was very stressful it's like dark i'm like i can't be in a high stress situation (laughs) right so it was like a very low stress situation until it was a high stress situation and then we got in the car and came home but it was fun crossing Um, 35 as a pedestrian makes me absolutely nauseous and i just more or less won't do it so scary oh my gosh like to go to the Moody Center, though, like, the parking situation on the west side of 35 is 
so dicey and like there's well, so sorry much to traffic. Say I might not just just might not go to mm. a show at the Moody Center. It's a cool venue. Like I, oh, and I ran into our gynecologist there. Hell yeah. At Florence and the Machine. And I was like, oh my god. Like, we're all obsessed with her. So I, like, texted the Slack group immediately. She rules over a group of about nine to ten women yeah. at this point. Yeah. Oh, probably more. Well, definitely her roster's full. Oh, yeah, you mean, no, like, I mean, in our... That we've, yeah. Yeah. We'll count them later. But um, we've gotten, like, so many friends going to this doctor, and we just, like, love her to death. And so I was like, I ran into her socially. Uh, you know, you did win. I did. I won that day. Um, but yeah, and then we had our woodlands trip this weekend, which was fun. Um, I can't believe the, my muscle memory of like driving there. It's just, I was impressed. I don't think I still have it. I like still know my way around a lot of it, which was cool. But like seeing our old house and our old neighborhood, especially like decorated for Halloween, it's like. It's bittersweet, but yeah, I mean, like she's looking good though. She is looking good. That, you guys have maintained it pretty well. If, mm-hmm. you, if you weren't going to wind down per our instructions, mm-hmm. at least you're still doing. At it. least you've kept it up cutely. Yeah. So congrats on that. Yeah, yeah. I have to agree. Yeah. It's still a cute town. Totally. But we got to catch up with our friend Jenny, mm-hmm. veteran of the pod. Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> for her baby shower, um, it was just a fun. It was like we got to go eat at Guadalajara with them, which is like our our place. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, God. Just a good weekend. It was fun. Yeah. And I'm so tired from it, though. Girl, I'm still getting my wits about me. When is time change? Uh, Not till November, I don't think. Is that so? Mm-hmm. Because, boy, it's dark in the morning. It's pretty dark. Like, oh, I can't. I, for a while there, I was, like, getting up when the kids got up. And when Parker takes them downstairs for breakfast, I, like, went out and took a walk a couple of mornings. And I was like, this is so nice. But, like, it went from that to... Ooh, girl, it's dark out here so quickly. Yeah. That, I'm that not part of that. fall really catches up with mm-hmm. you quickly. So, because it seems like it's just been the longest days ever for like until like three or like four months. And then it's suddenly it's not. It's yeah. crazy. But, anyways, you know, we're sort of getting kind of a fall yeah, moment I feel here. Yeah, on it. Yeah. And this movie felt very autumnal. Did it Although, to you? It did. I think maybe Minnesota feels autumnal to me. Ooh. Ooh, that was a good pop. I hope the mic picked it up. I bet it did. Did you hear that chiropractic moment? Yeah. Wow. What time of year did you feel this film was taking place in? Well, I guess I'm just thinking about uh, Amy Landecker sunbathing. That's true. It's a pretty narrow window of time. That's that true you can that you could do, do that. that in Minnesota. Yeah. Man, it was so good to see her again. It is good to see you, Legend. And may I add the the intense bake on tan. <laughs> Incredible. A good look, actually. Yeah, yeah definitely. Man. Amy Landecker is just, she's just cool. She's just cool. I guess, are we, let's just hop let's into just it. Let's just talk into it. Uh, ooh, talk into talk it. Talk into it. I, that was just. I like it. My it's brain sort of short-circuited. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Speak on it. <laughs> talk into it. <laughs> Hold space and talk into it. Exactly. Um Yes, yeah, so we watched the Coen Brothers movie, A Serious Man, which begins with a completely unrelated vignette. Very spooky. The, the Coen Brothers have confirmed, they're like, oh, it's not really like a metaphor or like a precursor or anything. It, we just wanted to put it in there. Yeah, for a while I thought that the old man that played the Dybbuk was like an old man that you see later in the movie. Like, I was like, is that the same actor? And we're just like meant to be like, oh, the Dybbuk is still alive. Or is it not unrelated? Yeah. No. 
Um, yeah, it was kind of spooky. Yeah, it was... It's um, like a ghost story. Was it in Poland? Like, they yeah. mentioned something about I Prague. I think that's right, yeah. Um, and... It just this, says Eastern Europe. This, like, Yiddish man um, comes home and tells his wife about how he, like, broke his <clears throat> wheel on his car on the way home and... Um, oh gosh, what was the guy's name? The deceased? Um, Reb Groshkover. Um, yeah. That he'd run into this, like, old rabbi. And she was like, ugh, we're cursed, because that dude for sure died three years ago. Yeah. And then he, like, knocks on their door and comes in, and she's like, this is, uh, a possessed corpse. Yeah. <laughs> and to prove my point, I'm gonna stab him. With, like, an ice pick or something, but yeah, it's which, a knife. So it's, it's, that role is credited as Dybbuk question mark. Yeah. I think yes, right? I don't know. He was bleeding. It, but it took a long time. It did take a long time to bleed. Yeah. That was very creepy. That was so creepy. Oh my gosh. And then, unrelated, here we are in 1967 in mm-hmm. Minnesota. Larry Gopnik is Michael Stuhlbarg. Yeah, he's a physics professor at University of Minnesota, I believe. Yeah. Um his wife has just decided that their marriage is over and that she's leaving him for Cy. What's his name? Cy Abelman. Cy Abelman. Played beautifully. Gorgeously. By, by Fred, Fred Melamed. Melamed. Legend. I, so good to see you, legend. I, I actually feel spoiled because I feel like three boys in the Molly collection ended up in this movie, which would, I, I think find Michael Stuhlbarg so charming. Yes. Um, Hated his character in whatever I saw of Multiverse of Madness. Like, I think I saw the first hour. Oh, he's, like, barely in it, if I recall correctly. He played this, like, weird, childlike, manic sort of... It it was a very strange... Oh, God, maybe... Maybe I don't remember that movie very well. And that's fine, because it wasn't very good. Yeah, okay. Um, anyway. Uh, shoot. Um... Oh, Stuhlbarg... Richard Kind. American actor Richard Kind. We love Richard Kind. And in Fred this Malibed. house, Parker and I, if Richard Kind's in it... We're watching. We're there. And we're laughing. <laughs> I think... All I ever wanted was, was to never to be, be a, a doorman. doorman. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. Do you know he's best friends with George Clooney? Like, besties. Boy, that raises Clooney's stock in my book. Doesn't it? Just. Yes. I was like, man, that is so funny. They're like... I would, oh, I would pay so much money for a reality show of that friendship. Definitely. I think Richard Kind is probably a hoot and a holler. I have to agree. Because he's right turn grandpa. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. It, it It's like the sort of contained curmudgeonliness is yeah. so it's good. It's a very funny posture to have as a person. It is. Ponytails. Ponytails. His ponytails I character. I say, wowee, that is. The Kroll Show. Oh, man. It made good use of Richard Kind. I, The Kroll Show is another one of those things that I just, I just stay quoting that show. Because publicity was one of the funniest things. <laughs> right, like right. Well, I like to have fun. Right, well. Um, oh, I also, um, what is another, uh, wit? We say wit a lot. Yes. Um, but also 311 is a good band. Man, I love that one. I love Nick Kroll. Star man. of... Uh, don't worry, darling. Don't worry, darling. Yeah. You think he's the star? The star. 
<laughs> he played what fan edit did you watch? The director's husband. No, he's he's, but he does have like a decently big part, you know. Well, good for him. Yeah, he is um like a trust fund baby. Oh, the biggest. Yeah, the biggest trust fund baby of all time. Yeah, yeah. His dad's like sort of security company for the very very wealthy. Fantastic. Uh, sort of like a modern day Pinkertons type of a thing. So like a mob. Sort of. Right? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Huh. Um, but his dad sold that, I guess, and they just have so I mean, right. much money. His kid's funny. But also, he's um, besties with Chelsea Peretti, right? Is he? No. Wait. Did I make that up? Aren't they close? Or no, she's close with um, Andy Samberg. Yeah, they're childhood friends. Now, why, why did I... What's the association between him and Chelsea Peretti? Is there one? I feel like I've seen them in something together. And then I just drew the line from there. But... Hard to say. Anyways. Anyway. Um, uh, so, back to the movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, Larry Gopnik's wife leaves him for Sly Abelman, who's doing this, like... <laughs> hilarious affect with his voice. It's hard to explain it. He's like being over the top to sound reasonable. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, and it would just simply make sense. The mature thing for us to do. Yeah, because he's trying like, to like convince him to give them a get, which is like the Jewish ritual, ritual divorce. divorce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So he's got that going against him. Uh, he had a student bribe him for a grade and then his dad like started threatening him oh Um, my god his son's being a little shit it's like everything in his life sort of starts to systematically fall apart Mm -hmm. um the one that with his wife asking for a get was like the biggest side swipe but then Cy Abelman is like so we think it would be best if you moved out so he, oh, he his, moves to the Jolly Roger. He and his brother moved to the Jolly Roger. Is that like a motel? I think it was like, yeah, a motel for single men or something like that. Oh my God. Kind of like that thing in um, The yes. Simpsons. <laughs> the race car bed. Yeah. Um, was that a thing? Am I imagining that? No, I mean, like that's what it seemed like in the thing, in the show, in mm-hmm. the movie. But also it's kind of like what they make it seem like... Uh, I wonder if the Jolly Roger is a real Minnesota thing because the that lawyer mesh besher that he tells him to get uh-huh. is like um, apparently like a real and infamous not well, like just famous Minnesota lawyer. Interesting. Like when they played it in Minnesota, everyone like laughed and shared yeah. about that. Man, interesting. Any more like questions about Adler? Minnesota? Let me know. I've uh, been on the Wikipedia as of late. <laughs> Large pagan population in St. Paul. Fascinating. They call it Paganistan. Okay. Yeah, I guess maybe Chelsea Pretty was just on Kroll Show. I don't know why I thought they were, like, particularly close, but... Hmm. They just seemed like they would be. Yeah, definitely. Um, anyways, so, yeah, his son gets his, like, Walkman taken by mm-hmm. the teacher, but it also had a 20 in it that he owed to his weed dealer. Yeah. And this kid is, like... He is very stressed about paying this debt. <laughs> um, and then he, Larry also gets a call from, like, Columbia Records. They're, like, trying to shake him down. They, remember that? They Santana still, Abraxas. Yes. And they're like, we sent you, you know, the 
free records that you requested and then you know they put mm-hmm. you on an automatic billing he's like well i didn't order that and they're like well that be that as it may you owe us this amount of money um and so that's just like one minor annoyance that just sort of keeps adding to the uh-huh. like spiraling dread of everything that's happening to him and so they kind of have it like separated into like three sections based on the three different rabbis he talks to um Everyone tells him that he's got to go talk to this one. They're like, Nachtman is like the best rabbi. You got to talk to him. So he goes to, makes a plan to go to that guy and ends up getting the junior rabbi instead who like. Simon Helberg. Has no helpful advice. Where have I seen that young man? He played Cosmo, Cosme Moon. Cosme Moon. Okay. I, so he was in Florence Foster Jenkins. Yeah. I he was also in The Big Bang Theory. I was going to say, I was like, I feel like that guy's on Big Bang Theory, but I didn't. Put together, it was the same guy. That, he's he's picked some pretty good roles, mm-hmm. but that's a pretty well. Like Big Bang Theory is artistically bankrupt, but but it's a hard check to walk away from. I have made to imagine a lot of money, a lot of money on that. But didn't I just saw that Kaylee Cuoco and uh, they've probably been married for years, and I'm just finding out. No, she just got divorced. I know this because of who she's Weekly. with the other guy from it, though. No, what other guy? Johnny something, right? Wait a minute. She's, like, dating someone from, like, a... a yeah, I'm pretty Johnny sure. Johnny Galecki? I'm pretty sure. What? They are together. Okay, I didn't make it up. Wow. Oh, wait, maybe they're not now, but they were dating at some point. Opened up about their relationship that they kept secret for two years. Okay, never mind then. But she did... She got married, and then... And it was like a big, 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 big wedding. And then she and the guy just got divorced. But um, he was also extremely wealthy. I should have known I could count on you to tell me what was going on there with Kaylee Cuoco. <laughs> well, Who Weekly, $100 million is her net worth. Kaylee Cuoco? Can you believe this? Well, she worked really hard for that money, Lindsay. Then <laughs> we can't begrudge her. For being in such a terrible show. If you were on a Chuck Lorre show in those years, it was like you're just gonna, your grandkids. Yeah, will, I was gonna say they're they're you're gonna raft through life on a river of wealth. Like, yeah, it is just not. It's heavy on my mind, as of course you know I'm watching Real Housewives. <laughs> I was just about to ask if this comes up. <laughs> um, well, yeah, because Denise didn't have a prenup or something, or she like didn't really sue Charlie Sheen for hardly any money. Oh, and he had a lot of it for a while. From um... didn't he like? Isn't he kind of like in the Nick Cage school of spending your money purely? Yes, because okay. she said that he had a fair amount when they got divorced, and she was like, "It was all gone within a year. Like I didn't need to sue him for that." And it was like. Well, maybe you could have just, like, secured Get yourself wealth for your children. Wow. But you said she's a villain on the show. I hear... Well, they're ramping that up more in season 10. Season 9, she seems really chill. But Interesting. We'll I, see. I just have... The more we talk to people and hear that they like Sutton, the more baffled I am. I really I know. just... I know. I don't see anything for her. But I know. It's... It's... It's tricky. It is tricky. Um, oh, did you know that Fred Melamed has the same birthday as my husband? Hey, fantastic. Isn't that great? Yeah. Wow, ain't got good. Ain't got good. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah, Simon Helberg is like the young, uh, really cheesy yes. rabbi in this. <laughs> He's the- like, try to look it on the bright side. 
God, Look at that parking lot. <laughs> God works in mysterious ways, but there's wonder all around us. And this guy's like, I'm living in the Jolly Roger. Like, <laughs> I'm good. Um, yeah, so they, he sees the second rabbi who tells him this very kooky story about a dentist who is, like, taking a mold of a patient's teeth, and they have Hebrew markings mm-hmm. carved in them that say something like, help me save me or something. Yeah. And so he goes, in the story, the man goes to the same rabbi Mm -hmm. and is like, what do you think? And he's like, I don't know. Sometimes God is mysterious that way. What are you going to do? Like, it was very like, there's some stuff you're just really not going to know and that's okay. You know? Yeah. Um, And, but that's obviously also not very helpful to Michael Stuhlmark. And then his brother gets in trouble for gambling. He's like, what was it that he's doing? He's making like a probability calculation thing. It looks like a kooky comic book. Yeah. Like the illustrations and stuff in it. It was like there were crazy drawings and markings I didn't recognize, but apparently it was some great physics. Yeah, but I feel like there's somewhat, maybe we're just dumb. Yeah. And maybe this is obvious to anyone else, but it's like a little bit ambiguous as to whether he is actually like a genius or if he's just like insane. That's, that was my question. I couldn't really tell. So maybe it's supposed to be ambiguous. Yeah. Like so many things in this film. Yeah, this this film is just more of a vibe than it is a narrative. It's like Coen Brothers do that a lot. Like they kind of have like a lot of episodic plots, you know? Yeah. Oh, Brother War Art Thou is episodic, but like in a way yeah, that's... I love that movie. It's so good. Um, but then, yeah, this is just like almost like a series of unrelated... Just kind of shitty things. Except that they're just like, everything just sort of, the the shittiness of his life just keeps ratcheting up. At the at the very end, he gets a phone call from his doctor, who you'd seen, I guess it was like Chekhov's gun. We just didn't, he was getting an x-ray at the beginning at, mm-hmm. the, at a doctor's appointment. The whole appointment. thing was like a circular yeah. thing, because his son is like back with his Yes, with his earphones, that's Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, man, I remember Mrs. Um, Omohundro, our wonderful English teacher, asking us, like, we read some short story, and she was like, draw the shape of that story. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I could not understand what she meant, and she wanted us to draw a circle. Hmm. And I was like, that's that's how I learned about circular plots. I'd never heard it described as such. Pretty neat, huh? But I was like... Omohundro, how did you think she's a good ass teacher? I man. was supposed to know this. What what an incredible teacher. She also uh there was that one line in a Joan Didion essay that was like about j- mowing enough lawns just to stay in grass. Mm. And she was like, Does anyone know what that means? And all of us were like, literally no. And she was like, Marijuana. <laughs> Legend. Yeah. She was also the one that taught us to read um, some gay stuff into the Gatsby scene where Nick Carraway like gets so drunk and then wakes up and is like, "Whoa!" Mm-hmm. She was like, "Did you did you sort of catch who he woke up next to?" Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think that's about? And we were all like, "Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just thought they were drunk." And she's like, "Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> man, it may be said." <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, so this was a circular plot. Like, the, the son gets his money and his um, Walkman back. Yeah. Um, but Michael Stolberg gets a call, and they're like, we need to, you need to come in to talk to us about your x-ray. And then um, all of a sudden his son is, like, staring down a tornado. A tornado at school. And that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like, I was like, yeah, that sort of is how life always is, huh? Yeah. There isn't just, like, a clean end to... It's just one sort of thing one, after it's another. It's just one damn thing after another. Um, but it was so good. I feel like the tone of it felt... We were talking about this right before we started. Um, I felt, like, detached enough from it that it didn't feel, like, as visceral. Yeah. Like, which I appreciated because I was like, I think we're supposed to sort of, like, view this at a distance and be like, wow, man, that sort of sucks yeah and then that sucks too but what are you gonna do yeah. you know that's life sometimes <laughs> and um so it doesn't feel like a as tragedy. heavy as the plot sounds like it would be I feel like if there's a, a movie version or sorry a novel version that probably would read heavier than this yeah would you know I think so too unless you had like a really voicey writer yeah. Oh, we didn't say Cy Abelman dies. Oh, yeah. A lot. Of, I mean, a lot of things happen. A lot too. of the, things the happen. The tenure drama. Yes. And all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the him like smoking weed with the neighbor. Yeah, that was. I that was our girl. Had to look up what Jefferson Airplane song that was because I was feeling it. Apparently, there were five Jefferson Airplane mm-hmm. songs in that. I was like, well, hell, I only knew that one. I know. I get why Dad really likes them now, though. Definitely. Yeah. Man, I just enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a good movie. It was. I was really happy to have seen it. Um, I can't believe that I hadn't before this. Me neither. But um, oh, also, apparently, the tornado thing was like based on like there was kind of like an outbreak of tornadoes in Minnesota. Is this so in the sixties? Yeah. How kooky. Um, yeah, anyways, a really good one. Um, what did we decide we were watching next week? Uh, interview with a Vampire. Definitely. To kind of ease into spookier films. Yeah, I've never seen it. Me neither. Uh, and apparently there's a TV show with it now. But, but we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're watching the Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise interview with a Vampire. And Kirsten Dunst is mm-hmm. in it. Ledge. I was surprised you didn't lead with her. I forgot. Okay. You know. Well, listen, if we don't get a drink of water soon, uh, <laughs> I just, I, I don't want to think about what will happen. So why don't we call it? You can meet us next week. Yeah, definitely. Watch that with us or don't. But we'll be back to talk about Interview with a Vampire. Bye. Bye. Bye.